Hello again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American. First of all, apologies for not issuing a podcast last week. I usually do it every week, even when I struggle to come up with a really good topic. But I, I was extremely busy last week, and I, as much as I wanted to, I really couldn't come up with anything cohesive. I thought about doing, you know, sort of a hodgepodge uh, podcast of a variety of thoughts, but those never do very well, and I, I can understand why. Um, I think what I really want to talk about this week, and I think this will, honestly, this is something that I don't see why it would only cater to one side or the other. I think this is just a state of the union type um, statement I'm going to make, and we all know it. I mean, both sides feel it, but we both know that this is the, the facts. And basically, it just, all I'm saying is that the gap between, you know, right and left blue and red, liberal and conservative, uh, Republican and Democrat, has, it, it's widened to the point where it affects all our daily lives. Um, when I was younger, when all of us were, were younger, 20, 30 years ago, you know, there were always going to be people who are far right and far left. Uh, I think there were more moderates than there are now. I think both sides have been pushed farther left and pushed farther right. So, of course, there's that widening gap. Um, so with more moderates and more people just being just regular, normal human beings, there's going to be less uh, animosity, less people constantly at odds. Um, but there's a few reasons why I think this happened. One is because uh, the the press has determined is determined to drive us even farther apart. They want a civil war. Now, I, I'm aware that the left is going to call it a conspiracy theory and you're just crazy and, and all that, and uh, completely ignoring the fact that I've been a member of the press in one way or another for the past two decades. Um, and I have done several podcasts on the fact that it's no longer journalism and hasn't been for a long time. It's about selling a story. It's about selling a headline, selling a certain emotion, a certain agenda. Uh, it's And when they push only one side, and it's obvious that they're doing that, will continue to do that harder and harder, um, then what you have is not journalism. What you have is propaganda. And I don't know how much more evidence we need, despite... Uh, the fact that it just keeps coming, no one's going to believe it. Nobody in the mainstream, nobody, certainly no leftists, are going to believe what I'm saying, despite the amount of evidence that's out there. You can have Project Veritas and all those guys uh, releasing all these undercover videos of, you know, like recently of CNN flat out admitting that their job was to get Donald Trump out of office. Uh, the thing is, those of us who are either in the industry or at least understand the goal here, the end game for these people, which didn't have anything to do with disseminating information uh, in a biased and objective manner, but with pushing an agenda, uh, none of us are surprised by this. I mean, all you had to do is watch CNN for 2020, and you, you, it's obvious, it's painfully obvious what, what's going on there. If, you, if an alien came down from outer space and just watched it, they would just view it as straight propaganda. This is, this is, these are people wanting you to believe one thing, regardless of what anybody else might think, regardless of statistics or facts, regardless of anything else, they're certainly not delivering a biased and objective message. So they have managed to drive a wedge even 
uh, more firmly between the two sides uh, because to counter that you had a bunch of conservative oriented publications uh, you know really rising in in popularity you know Daily Wire and Daily Caller and Breitbart and Washington Examiner and a bunch of places like that uh, those are relatively decent they have good sourcing and they just but they cater to one side they only run one type of story um, and they will twist the headline in order to get more of a reaction, more clicks, just like everybody else. This is a business. This has nothing to do with spreading the truth. Now, will I say that is one side more interested in delivering the truth than the other? I will, but only because right now we're seeing a lot more evidence of the mainstream media simply covering things up and not, they're just, it's so predictable now, their agenda, that. Uh, when they cover things up, we immediately assume they're covering things up for a reason. Um, and the other side, the conservative uh, presses, will come up with, as, hopefully deliver as much of the truth as they can. So they have more reason to play in the realm of truth. They have more reason to be transparent. But that doesn't mean they always are. It doesn't mean they're not feeding you uh, basically what you want to be fed. It's the same reason why conservatives uh, on, on social media simply just stick to reading and connect reading about connecting with others that agree with their viewpoint and vice versa on the left so you have giant echo chambers being created and you also have because our um our social media feeds our news feeds and all that are so heavily customizable and so heavily geared toward us many times without us knowing it it's automatic you know if you click on a story about you know biden screwing up again you're going to get a whole bunch of stories about that are anti-biden uh, and if you just basically read CNN and CS, uh, CNBC and the CDC and all that, then that's pretty much what you're going to get. You're not going to get anything else. And you like it. It gels with your viewpoint. It it solidifies your opinions. Uh, it's, it's verification for you. So all humans like that. And they're going to continue to flock to it. But when they do, they just completely eliminate the other side. And so when you have someone who just reads conservative news all day long, that's going to push them farther that direction because they're just reading things that are emotionally driven in a lot of ways, that are tweaked in order to add a little more weight and impact to that headline. So it becomes, okay, we can't really trust the mainstream media very much. It's we can't trust it at all. Everything they say is a lie. Or uh, this Biden policy really does not put Americans first. And then the, the next step to that is none of Biden's policies put Americans first. And people will implicitly believe all these things really without delving into it any farther. They will not really look and see. They just like the headline. They like what they read. They like that it jives with what they already think. And they're going to parrot it back. And we have far too much of that. And that creates more extremism. It creates people being pushed farther in one direction. And when extremes meet in public, well, we're seeing what happens. We're seeing uh, these violent, hostile leftists. And I really thought this was supposed to go away when Biden was left. I thought the, the, the healing was supposed to have started, right? Well, I, I knew and I think we all knew that was not going to happen because these people aren't happy unless they have complete and total control. And right now, we're in a position where basically all minorities are immune. They're immune to laws. They're immune to uh, any sort of uh, criticism in the media. Uh, and they know it. And the reaction is, we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to burn. We're going to loot. We're going to attack. And there's really not much you can do to stop us.
And the police, uh, handcuffed in a variety of ways, are going to be handcuffed even more after the, the recent uh, mess um, uh, with the officer shooting a black guy thinking it was a taser and all that. Um, that's it's only going to make things worse. And I have said a numerous times that you're never going to hear about a, a hate crime perpetrated against a white person. Have they happened? Sure. Will they continue to happen? Yeah, because race on race violence is going to get worse. But you're never going to hear about it from any mainstream source because they don't want you to believe that it's even humanly possible for any minority to be racist, for any minority to actually attack a white person verbally or physically. And if they do, it's defensible. There is no defense for a white, for, well, for anything a white person does, and they're being painted into a corner. And this is what people want. This is what people believe should be happening. This is what people believe on the left. They believe that this is justice. This is what social justice is all about. This is about people who are racist at their core and hateful at their core. And to re the reaction to that is not one of disagreement. The reaction to that is one of just defense, defense for your life, defense for your rights. And that is almost being seen as an extreme viewpoint now. And we feel like we have to go extreme to defend that because we are being painted into a corner. If you continue to do this, I have warned against this multiple times. If you have all the pillars of power in society, which are uh, the, the ones that really matter are education, entertainment, and the media. Now, the government has some power, but nowhere near the level of influence and power that those other three pillars of power have. However, you can throw in the government, too, because that's four. In all of those, all four, Democrats hold sway, uh, and the media will allow them to hold sway. That's sort of the, uh, that's the driving force behind it all. They, they will only produce news that pushes a certain agenda, as they have always done in the past, well, for a while now. And that is created. It has created a, an environment that is very tenuous, that is explosive. Um, and we certainly start to feel like we cannot associate with people because of their differing political views anymore. That is the fundamental shift that has happened in this country now. You can't blame Trump. You can't really blame Obama either. You can blame the media. You can blame those other power, pillars of power for making this a uh, world-ending issue, for making race a world-ending issue, for painting us all of white people, all people who, who are conservative, into a corner and treating them as second-class citizens, holding them up as something to be derided and oppressed and fought back against, even though in no way do we have any advantage at this point. And we feel it and we know it, but we're not even allowed to say it. We're not allowed to feel it. This, this is racism at its, uh, racism 101. When you're being told that you're not allowed to be oppressed, when you're told that you're not allowed to be offended, when every single message you see every single day coming from television and movies and the radio and teachers and professors and uh, reporters, every single message you see is the same thing, which is all white people bad, all conservatives bad, all Republicans bad. And there's not even any ambiguity. There's no waffling. There's no, and they're not pulling back. They're not saying, well, we don't particularly like the way these policies or the, these opinions of these people. They're just saying in a blanket statement, everything is bad. Everything they do is bad and they need to be targeted. That is the message. 
It used to be a little more subtle. It used to be, you know, veiled. Now they don't even bother. Now it's right there for everyone to see. And so, of course, the reaction is going to be more extremes on both sides. You're going to have one side that completely embraces it and the other side that desperately tries to defend it. Again, just for the sake of their own rights and freedom. So now you have a situation where, uh, you know, if somebody wants to, you're rapidly reaching the point where if you want to hire somebody or if you want to date somebody or if you just want to be involved with somebody in any sort of working, personal, whatever relationship, uh, the, the number one issue is going to be politics. The number one issue is going to be whether or not you can stand to be in the same room with this person because you're so far apart. And both of you are being bombarded every day with the same thing that pushes you farther apart. And there is no evidence that there's going to be any sort of reconciliation. There's no evidence there's going to be any sort of healing. This is only getting worse. The, the next thing you're going to find is that blue states will be even more blue, red states will be even more red. We saw it in how people, uh, their, basically their choice for living. Uh, just mass exodus of, of conservatives and Republicans out of blue states. Uh, the top five states that people left the most in 2020. Uh, one was New Jersey to New York, uh, three Illinois, four Connecticut, and five California. Uh, they're all heavily Democrat run. They're, they're blue strongholds and people are getting out. And they're getting out as quickly as they can. You're going to see more people getting out of Minneapolis. You're going to see more people getting out of Seattle. You're going to see more out of California. And they're headed towards Idaho and, and the middle of the parts of the country, the Dakotas, Florida and Texas to some extent. And so when an election comes around, you're going to see basically there's like almost no chance that a state's going to do anything. You, we're going to know. That state's red, that state's blue. And there's no chance they're going to, the, the other party is going to be able to make any strides. So then you essentially do have the makings of a civil war because you have a divided country. You have a country that uh, basically everybody who thinks one way is going to be is settled in one spot. And then everybody who thinks another way is going to settle in another spot. And there's going to be battle lines drawn. And pretty soon, you're, and it won't take long, because everyone's starting to feel that they cannot be around people who differ from them politically, and maybe for good reason, they fear for their, especially people I know uh, on the conservative side, they fear for their safety. They fear that all their rights are disappearing rapidly. And you're going to see a lot of expats too. And let me tell you one thing. Here's, 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 here's an absolute fact. The number of expats who are, the percentage of expats that are disappearing to other countries, uh, let me tell you right now, the vast majority are Republican or conservative. Um, they, they, they're out. They see the direction that this is going, and now they're desperately trying to get out. And it's a lot of it is because, look, you don't want us here? Fine. We're, we've lost the, I wouldn't say the spirit, but we, and maybe the will to some extent, but we've lost really the reason, any reason to fight back. The country appears broken and splintered and just basically not like any place we want to be. Sure, it has the foundation and the bedrock to be the greatest country in the world again, and, and for a variety of reasons. I and many others don't believe that anymore. Uh, those who travel a lot, those who go to other, you know, it, it's like a cleansing experience to go to a country that is not so heavily divided. That politics is not the number one determination of how relationships go. 
when I was in Ireland a couple years ago, that's really what it was, was cleansing. You know, out in the country, out in the Irish countryside, let me tell you, it, it, was, it was like going back in time and it was just glorious. And I didn't know what the politics of anybody I met when I was there for a full month, I didn't, and it never came up and people weren't talking about it out in public and people, and it just, it didn't. And they were even having elections at the time. I was there during an election cycle. It still almost never came up. I'd see, you know, I'd see signs every once in a while. I'm out biking because that's what you do when you're in Ireland, by the way, you should be biking. Um, I see them everywhere, you know, for supporting a particular candidate, but I never heard anything about it. It wasn't on TV, wasn't on the radio. didn't hear people talking about it. It was just so nice. And people were unbelievably pleasant. And not just because it's still a very homogeneous culture and not just because, uh, and, and certainly not because they all vote one way because they don't. Uh, let's not forget there's a whole lot of socialist programs going on in Ireland, but people lived very conservatively where I was. They were, you could tell they had morals and ethics and, and this discipline and ambition and these, this, um, uh, just an interest and a like in other people, regardless of, of what they were thinking. And, and I, that's not the only country on the planet that's like that. that that's the way most countries are. It's the way most civilizations, including ours, used to be, where it didn't really matter. Most people were moderate. They may vote one way, but they weren't insane. You didn't have people who were actual leaders who had been voted into elective office campaigning to completely remove police, jails, and the military, okay? This level of insanity, which is a direct threat to civilization, pushed very much so by the radical left, which has become mainstream. One of the, a great quote from one of the Republican leaders who is who's trying to get a, a constitutional amendment passed to stop this Biden commission to analyze um, a court packing possibility in the Supreme Court uh, is he says now the fringy the fringiest of the fringy theories and possibilities and proposals are now mainstream people things that you would so nuts that you'd never think any civilized country with a with any sort of rational thought process would ever entertain and. When we see them, when I see them, when many people I know see them, we're, we're so stunned that they exist at all. We're so stunned that these people are saying what, they, what they're saying. That we start to feel like we really, there's nothing to fight back against because it's gone. There's nothing you can do. And when you're painted into a corner, as we are, and we're basically have, we have no wiggle room. There's nothing left. We feel like the elections can't be trusted and every single facet of the society has pushed one direction. It you're you're going to get yes you're going to get people uh, hunkering down and you know turning red states very red and blue states very blue. But I'm afraid that there's going to be much more of the blue because the red's going to be leaving, um, or they're just going to be unplugging from society. So many of them, so many people I know have no interest now in being any having anything to do with pop culture in any way. They want anything to do with movies or TV shows or music or sports. They want out. They're sick of being pandered to and propagandized to. They're sick of being insulted. I know I am. And they're just not doing it anymore. So they're basically unplugging. And that's really sort of the first step to a retreat. And which is what it is. And I don't blame them. And I've done it myself. So what we have left is a division of the country that is so pronounced that I don't think there's any way to really heal this. Civil War doesn't do anything, by the way, people. It really doesn't. Um, it Well, in the long run, it will. 
But in the short term, just like all wars, we'll just decimate the country and leave a lot of people dead and injured. And, and um, uh, who knows what's going to spring up from the ashes of that? There's there's no we, we there's no guarantee of that. Uh, you know of of how that goes. Don't forget, nuclear weapons are now a very real and very simple thing for people to deploy with this administration in charge. And you don't, it's not something we want to entertain at this point. I believe, that's for sure. Um, and I understand the patriotic element. I understand people going, well, you know, the, the old saying, uh, the tree of patriotism needs to be refreshed from time to time, blood of patriots. I, I get it. And there was a time when I, thought that to fight back made sense, it's making less and less sense with every passing day because of the way that this is structured uh, against us, that there's no real keystone to fight against. You know, there's really nothing you can target and say, this is one thing we have to try and take back because then we'll actually be able to live here again and feel like normal humans and civilians. There's not, there's, it's, it's almost too overwhelming in that way. And there's no guarantee that even if you do fight back, that you will even be heard or allowed to be heard. They don't want that. They don't want you here. You are second-class citizens. That's the way it is. And now that you have so many people jawing at each other and now attacking each other in the streets, this can only get worse because there's no interest. As much as the liberals love to try and say there's some sort of interest in unity, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. There's an interest in unity on their side. If you think like them, fine, they'll accept you. Otherwise, forget it. And here's the thing. We're starting to feel the same way, too. Which is why we can't even talk to people who vote differently anymore. Because our assumption is that they're just wacko extreme on either side. They, they don't want to talk to us because that's their assumption. We don't talk, talk to them because our assumption is the same. That they're all wacko extremes and they don't listen to rational discussion anymore. And there was a time when I thought that wasn't true. I thought that most people were still moderate and not insane now I'm not sure. Now I don't know how that how we can progress from here. It makes me just want to retreat even more. It makes me want to go, you know what? This isn't worth it. None of this is worth it. You've decimated the country to a point where I have no interest in even saving. What, what difference does it make? You've ruined it. It's not recognizable anymore anyway. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, I understand the stand and fight argument. I get it. I'm, I, I support you. The guns aren't going to do anything. I'm sorry, they're not. They're just not. They're not going to help us in any way at this point. Not when the power is in the press and the propaganda. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do? Run around killing everybody who, who doesn't agree with you or targeting members of the press or targeting Biden? What, what's it going to do? It's just going to play into their hands, prove that we should be oppressed even more than we already are. They will remove the Second Amendment when that happens. It's not an option. And the question is, because it's not, what is an option? You know, what, what do we have left? What, what recourse do we have left? You can't paint us into a corner. You can't put your foot on our throats and expect us to simply say, okay. That's not the way, no, no human reacts well to that. It doesn't matter what system it's in. And there's no way of getting back when you have a media and a press where they're determined to keep everybody uh, on, a, on a hair trigger. Everybody. I mean, if you're not up in arms against this, then they want you to be, and they will push you in that direction. That isn't helping anybody, and they should all be fired and ashamed of what they've done. 
but it's how they make business. It's how they get clicks. It's how they get views. This is what they do. It's their business. It's nothing to do with journalism. It has nothing to do with news. It has nothing to do with giving you unbiased and objective information. It doesn't. So anyway, that's what I've got to say for today. I know it's a little bit of a depressing statement, but I don't see any other way to view it. I don't see any other way around it. I don't see how um, you can view it any other way. I'd uh, always be interested to hear if anybody has any ideas to where we're going to be in the next 10, 20 years. But um, frankly, I don't even know if I'll be here. Um, so uh, anyway, everybody just uh, try and stay calm in the meantime and, and maybe try and avoid politics as much as you can and, and just just maintain at this point. Uh, and that's that's really the best advice I can give. Um, and again, I don't do ads. I don't do, you know, I don't ask for your email. You can subscribe. It's free. I do one short show a week. And that's it. And um, hopefully I will see you again next week with something else to talk about. Maybe perhaps a bit sunnier. And I will see you then. Thank you.